Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Obviously, a lot to go over today. Eagles! Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah, that guy, he won. Yeah. John yeah. Fetterman. Incredible. Yes. Yes. Stunning. The guy who yes. can't process language and get startled by bright lights and loud noises is going what to is the United States Senate. going on? <laughs> Dr. Oz didn't give out enough elderberry, apparently. <laughs> Something happened, man, in Pennsylvania. Okay, there's a lot to get to. This is going to be a little bit scattered throughout the show because there are a million different thoughts. Yeah. Okay? The first thing, um, and I'm not asking for proof or anything else, but I asked Robbins off air, okay? I'm like, hey, man, do you think any part of this last night was rigged? Jeez, gosh, I hate going down that road. I really do. That's why I just wanted to ask you off air. Without any sort of pressure of giving a take that could come back to haunt you. This is all I'm saying. Right, okay. okay? Is that you said, yeah, you wonder. How did that happen? Well, you do, yeah. Yes. And, of course, we saw what was going on in Arizona and Maricopa County. Okay. Here's the whole thing to me before we get started with all the different races in the analysis. When Biden spoke over a week ago and talked about, be patient. Okay, you know, we're not going to know right away and blah, 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 blah. We said at the time, it sounds like he's setting the table for something. Yeah. All right. As I talk right now, I have no proof of anything. But to suggest that people question the outcome is something that people always do. It's happened every election. But what the left did leading up to this one was to set the table so that if you actually questioned anything, it could come back on you fast and hard. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were looking for. Because there are some things that are just not easy to explain. And you might be in Pennsylvania right now saying, you know what, I, I can't believe it either. Uh, but I knew some people that were going to vote for Fetterman. But for the rest of the country, they're having a hard time you know, understanding this. Mm-hmm. But it was all about voting for the guy that could be the one vote in the Senate that they absolutely needed. And the one thing we talked about on the show, and David, you and I admitted it, if that guy was a Republican, even in his condition, that vote would mean a whole lot. You'd probably vote for him. What is inexplicable to a lot of us are the independents or swing voters in that state that could have broke for Fetterman. I don't understand it. Was it early voting? Was it before the debate? Um, Was it, did he fool you into thinking he was a fan of the Eagles instead of the Steelers? I don't know. Eagles! 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But that's got people that's scratching the their one. heads today. That's that's the one. That's, and Gretchen mm. Whitmer stands out too. Yes, it it's does. Amazing. There are enough people in Michigan that like those lockdowns. Apparently. Okay. Keep keeping people locked up, but not locking up the criminals. That's the common saying in Michigan. Hopefully every Michigan who Michigander who voted for it gets a nice Fauci pillow now. I hear you can get them for cheap. <laughs> and that's one of the other takes for other people across the country is if you are in a state that voted for, an, you know, the same governor again or the same people that have been running your state in the ground, people in the rest of the country are saying, well, you're going to have to get out of there. You yeah, got to go. You got to leave. Right. And I understand it. And at the same time, whatever state you're talking about, there are families that have roots there. It's a lot easier to say than do. Yeah, I agree. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with, hey, well, you got to get out of there. I mean, they're running that state in the ground. Yep. But I also know a lot of people who were willing and did. Yes. Kids, kids were raised. Kids were scattered around the country, whatever. They left. Gone. Like, I'm not staying here any longer. By the way, did you guys see the take on social media last night that said, man, I guess this is what happens when all the Republicans move to Florida. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and speaking of Florida. Yeah, wow. Wow. Uh, this That's is, how it's done. This is, if you want to look at any wave election that happened last night, it was up and down Florida. Ron DeSantis, the governor, won by 20 percentage points. 20. Just four years ago, he beat Andrew Gillum by 0.4% of the vote. It was so close. This and a lot year, of times when you see something like that, that close... The next time around, it's going to be close again. Yeah. Most of the time, that's how it goes down. Not 20 points, though. Holy no. mackerel. No, is, dude. This is astounding. And then you look at like the county-level data, and this is really amazing what was pulled off here. Because this year, Ron DeSantis, a Republican, won Miami-Dade County by more than 10 points. Jeez. For historical perspective, in case you're not uh, deep in the weeds on election analytics— in 2016, Hillary Clinton won that county by 30. It's the first time that county's gone red in 20 years. Wow. You look at the Latino vote. He won Cubans again by about 68%. That's in line with the first election that he won. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he won the Puerto Rican vote with 55%. That's 20 points higher than in 2018. Other Latinos, he went from 34 to 50 this dude put on a clinic, and it helped all up and down the ballot. You look at Marco Rubio, won re-election by 16 points. That's double his 2016 performance after the National Democrats poured millions of dollars into Val Demings, the Democrat who was running against Marco Rubio. A woman of color, by the way. Yeah. Who was supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. Val Demings had a good reputation. That wasn't even close. And remember when it was announced that Val Demings was going to run? People were predicting Rubio's seat's in trouble. Yeah. He's in real trouble there. Not even close. So is that Rubio just riding on DeSantis' coattails? Or is that people deciding, no, there's a better way to run a government? And I, this is it. I think there's a mix of a lot. I mean, when you look at how the map is shaping out, and it's very, very close to 2020 uh, overall, when you look at the movement of people over the last two years, you come away with the conclusion that red places got redder, toss-up areas got redder, and mm -hmm. blue areas got more blue. 
because, well, all the Republicans moved to Florida or to Texas. <laughs> that's what happened. No, that's true. Well, not all of them, but there, right. it was it, <laughs> it was a lot. A lot, yeah. Yes, it was a lot. Now, David, you have a piece of audio of the crowd in Florida. Oh, yeah. Because okay, a lot of times, you know, you're, they're going to use this against somebody running for governor when there's whispers that they're yeah. going to run for president. Well, do you really want this guy? He's going to leave your state. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the people in Florida want that to happen, they, not they, for him to leave, but for him to lead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he cruised to reelection during his speech. Some people, well, clearly wanted him to run for president. And you can hear what they start to chant here uh, during his uh, during his speech. And I mean, again, did like, you see this guy? I have not. Oh, no. Well, I I mean, like you said, a lot of people are just fine if he decides to leave. Freedom is here to stay. Two more years. You get that? Two more. Meaning? And then you can go be president. Yes. 2024. Florida can be unleashed on the rest of the United States. Well, if there was ever any doubt last night who's should be top of the ticket, it's been solved. Oh! No, it's been solved. Oh! No, Here it, we go. Nope, it has been. Here we go. Early in the show, and yep. you're already throwing it out there. Yep. Yep. Ooh, boy. It's Ron DeSantis. I would have Scott? Said, <laughs> no, I would have said Ron DeSantis yesterday, too. But, I mean, David's always had the caveat, and I agree with him. If it is Trump, I'll vote for him before I would for any lame brain on the other team. But, yeah. I mean, it, it's not, it shouldn't be Trump. It should be Ron DeSantis. Scott! And who, says, who should his running mate be, David? Oh, Tim Scott. Tim Scott, I agree. I think that's an unbeatable ticket. I agree. That, that, that ticket wins 47 states. You um, know, I saw uh, one of the analysts on Fox this morning. I forget the guy he's got. He's an older gentleman. Uh, he parts his hair on the side, gray hair, not really, it's just kind of unkept. Uh, but apparently he's the big expert. I listen to different guys and he said, yeah, it'll, it'll be bloody basically if it's DeSantis versus Trump for the Republican mm-hmm. primary. Um, but then the question was, well, if it's, you know, whether it's Biden or Harris against DeSantis, he's like a DeSantis against no one stands a chance. It's not even close. No, it's really, he'll not. win the presidency. And I believe that. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. And, you know, th- listen, man, it's not solid research. It's only anecdotal stuff. Social media last night definitely was on the side of DeSantis taking control of the party. Oh, you overwhelming. You saw it all over yeah. the place. Yeah. Well, And so I reached out to some friends that I know were big Trump supporters, have been for a long time. What do you think of this now? Mm-hmm. The sentiment of it's time for DeSantis to really be looked at as the leader of the party. 100% was a response. Um, Trump would likely lose the election if he runs, meaning in the general. Um, another person that, you know, up until very recently, it said it's got to be Trump. He's the one that can really fight against everything that you know, Republicans want done, you know, draining the swamp, all those different things. It's got to be him. And now that person is saying to me, I'd be fine with either. (laughs) Which I didn't think that person would ever move off of. It's got to be Trump, DeSantis, and 28. You're hearing it more and more. That Trump is uh, 
dare I say, a liability at this point. No, man, I'm just saying what we say or what we see. You're hearing it, man. Because where he was involved, uh, you can make the argument he didn't help. Well, the, the 2024 argument got a lot harder because there was one Republican that really carried everybody else in the state and did their job and delivered what was supposed to be this big red wave. And that was in Florida. And, you know, Trump's running around with guys like Doug Mastriano, Dr. Oz, et cetera, and eh, kind of petered out a little bit. Well, you remember it used to be in the Republican Party, if you went around quoting Ronald Reagan and saying you had a proven conservative record, that would yeah. be enough. Well, those days are freaking over. Yeah. DeSantis just showed you how to lead a state and to take on everybody, taking on big tech, taking on media, taking on Fauci, I mean, taking on Disney. Yeah, Disney. Winning. It doesn't matter about the money, the corporations. How many Republicans in the past would have freaking caved to Disney? You can name one after another no, after sure. another. Oh, well, we don't want to accept that. That's a lot of money in the corporations. No, he's not about it, man. He'll stand up to anybody. He showed the country how it's done, man. It, it's going to be tough to beat him if he runs. Well, and, It'll, and it will get ugly. Holy mackerel. Oh, if it's Trump, yeah. Meanwhile, on the other side, I don't know if you saw this story. Just happened to see it in the Washington Examiner. Kamala Harris's husband has told Democrats the party should rally behind her if Biden decides not to run in 24. <laughs> like, she's she's done her part here. It's time for everybody to just step aside and get behind her. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, apparently inside the White House, there are a lot of people rolling their eyes at this yeah. point. <laughs> it's it's going to be very interesting. The only, way know, I, the only way I'd get behind her is at Golden Corral. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting because I know a lot of Republicans are kind of bumming today and some Democrats are gloating. Uh, I don't know that I would be looking at it that way yeah. if I was on the left. We'll get to all of that coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. <laughs> okay, David, who had this take from last night? Claire McCaskill? Oh, yeah. Claire. Yeah, former <laughs> Missouri. I gotta hear this. Of course. Former Missouri Senator, uh, Democrat Claire McCaskill, was thrilled that John Fetterman, the dude who had a stroke back in May, won in Pennsylvania against Dr. Oz. And she says it's because of his authenticity. Okay, let's hear this. John Fetterman kind of oozed authenticity. Yeah, he he was who he was. He dressed how he dressed. He was comfortable in his own skin. Oh, Meanwhile, we had crudités. And then, maybe the biggest sin of all, the Sunday before the election, or Saturday before the election, he makes reference to people, Oz does, in Pennsylvania. He says, go out and find 10 voters before the Steelers game tomorrow. The Steelers had, <laughs> had a buy. Had a buy. <laughs> they didn't even play the next day. He didn't even know the Steelers' schedule. Well, Dude. then he can't possibly run this John, day. John Fetterman said the Eagles were better than the Eagles. Eagles, yeah. That's the quote that will always live on. And the Eagles are so much better 
than Eagles. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean. But the bye week is the unforgivable yeah, sin. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, yeah. I'm sure Claire McCaskill's fantasy football team, you had to sit all your Steelers. That's how she knew. I'm sure no one told her. Well, real quick, man. I don't even know if this is the same clip. Remember in the debate when they talked about the fracking? Yeah. In his statement before? I mean, come on, dude. Environmental protections. Those environmental protections were put in place in 2016. So what has changed since, since 2018 when you said that you didn't support it? Yeah. Yeah. No, they, 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 they were all part of, of, of that. And I also want to point out that in 2017, um, I was actually very supportive of fracking directly across the street from where I live as well, too. I've never taken any, any money from the industry. What? And I believe it's, uh, you know, I've always believed that it's, it's a very environmental uh, concerns. And it's also very critical from. Uh, uh, right. Well, you, know. you were against it. You were asked to explain it. You couldn't do it. He'd have been better off just answering every question. Eagle! (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I mean, it is a big day, though. It is a big day uh, because finally uh, grocery store produce sections are getting represented, uh, are going to get represented in the Senate. Oh, boy. That's a hot one. Um, uh, The Georgia race, by the way, that Senate race is headed towards a runoff. They're saying now. Then it looks like Ron Johnson, Ron Johnson won in Wisconsin. Yeah, just called it. Yep. Yeah. And that was one that was expected. So the runoff, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. And it, it, in this case, the runoff is caused not only because, of, you know, Herschel Walker was a weak candidate, was a, you know, or is a relatively weak candidate, but also because you had the libertarian candidate who was out there literally saying, I am running in order to force a runoff. So, good job, dude. Awesome. <laughs> well, you can't say he's not successful. Yeah. That very much frustrates you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know you're not going to win, so you're you're only there to what? You have every right in the world to run. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying you're an idiot. That's it. <laughs> You know, yes, and I understand, I understand, David, when you say Herschel Walker, not a great candidate, he hadn't done it before, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, but I don't want to pretend for a second that Raphael Warnock is a good candidate. No, he's not. Either. He ran Terrible. over his wife. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's unreal to me. Don't you disparage a man of the cloth like that. Yeah, he's a real man of the cloth. <laughs> Biblical principles, real big with that freaking guy. Are you kidding me? What a joke. Did you see this stat? One in seven people will never tell anyone who they voted for. I know who they voted for. They don't have to tell me. Eagles! (laughs) Probably. Yes. All right. Oh, analysis from Van Camp. You don't want to miss next. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. And the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we get to some audio, I saw a stat last night, and it reminded me of a conversation we had years ago. 
And, Scott, it was when you were in the hospital after your heart attacks, and David and I were talking about some polling we had seen as far as Americans' view of socialism. And especially at that time with young Americans, it was over 50%. Yeah. We're like, holy smokes, man, where does that go in the future? And I'm seeing today the National House Exit Poll. CNN had this. So if you're looking at adults 65 and over, they went Republican plus 13. Okay. Okay. 45 to 64 was Republican plus 11 points. The millennials, David, 30 to 44, Democrats plus two. Yeah, which is remarkable for Republicans, honestly. Yes. But Here we with go. Gen Z's, 18 to 29, Democrats plus 28. Well, yeah, because Joe Biden promised to pay their bills. Well, not only that, but they've been told since they were in school how to vote. Yeah. The indoctrination. The generation. That yeah. They've they've always had that. And believing in socialism. Yes. That's what they've been that's taught. That's what they've been taught. High school through college. Yeah. Well, and if they went to college, it was really solidified. Oh, times two, yeah. That's gonna be a problem for a while. I mean, if yeah. you're the Republican Party, you gotta figure out how to address that. Well, first of all, it would. It, I think it's already starting as far as parents getting involved with their schools and find out what is being taught to the kids. Mm-hmm. We've seen that wave happening. But, I mean, you are talking about a, a whole generation. I don't know if I want to work that hard. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm used to getting a lot of stuff, you know? It's, you know I understand every older generation looks at a younger generation and it's critical. Sure. So, David, as a millennial, now it's your turn for the Gen Z's. Is it a fair thing to say a lot in that generation is scared of its own shadow? Yeah, I think think so. And it's because they've been taught to be afraid of their own shadow. That's right. Exactly. That's it. And that's one of the reasons why so many liberals who have dominated education for so long, dominated public education, are terrified of people like Governors Glenn Youngkin in Virginia or... Uh, Ron DeSantis, of course, Greg Abbott in Florida and Texas, respectively, Doug Ducey in Arizona. Uh, I mean, they are terrified because if their vision goes through, like in Arizona, actually, where they passed this universal Mm -hmm. uh, school choice platform or program, Mm -hmm. the left's grip on public education is gone. That's huge. And the only and so it's one of those things it'll take a, a couple generations to really start feeling it because this didn't happen overnight. No. Uh, so it'll take a while to sort of unscrew up all of it, but they're terrified of it right now. It's true. And and you have these people. So I guess growing up in that and then ending up on what MSNBC, and what you, this is a joke, right? Stacey Abrams won the real fight? Yeah, Stacey Abrams didn't even come close to winning her race against uh, Governor Brian Kemp in Georgia, but the crew at NBC or MSNBC says, you know, she really won. Uh, this is Alicia Menendez Uh-oh. and Jonathan God. Capehart. God. Okay. Robbins. All right, yeah. All right. <laughs> Stacey Abrams won. All right, go away now. Stacey Abrams has proven herself to be a transformational political character. How? That- oh! <laughs> Yeah. How has she proven to be a transitional? What are you talking about? 
That's back-to-back -back <laughs> losses, big L's, millions of dollars pumped into the system. You paid the free agent $60 million, he hit one fifty. Not a good deal. Not transformational. This is a, Unless uh, you prove you can lose, and that's pretty easy to do. I've got great news. Yeah. David has a 24-second clip here. We're six seconds in, and you've already lost <laughs> that's your That's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe they're trying to sell this. Well, we'll listen to some more okay. explanation, shall we? Okay, here we go. Does not change yeah. with the electoral loss. There's still an argument for what she has been doing. And let's also remember that, it, yes, she was a candidate for governor, but she also formed an organization. Candidates come and go. That infrastructure, That's so long as it is invested, for, yeah, yeah, it's forever. It's, it's, okay. it's literally, <laughs> maybe the real election is the friends we made along the way. Yes. That's it, isn't it? That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Okay. Golly, a moral victory? <laughs> <laughs> Not just that, but transformational. And she proved unbelievable, it yeah. By losing twice. By losing twice. You know what makes it worse if you're really looking at it? You lost the first time. And you talked about how you got hosed. It wasn't fair. Okay, you really won, but it was stupid. Stolen from you. You've, that's, yeah. And you were really the governor. The chance again. Okay. There it is for you. And you get beat worse. Well, if there's but any proof to end of day, Stacey Abrams called Kemp and congratulated him. Yes. I'm looking for the white horse now, anytime. By the way, just to mention this real quick before we move on. At the start of the show, when I was talking about talking to you, Scott, asking if you felt like something was rigged last night, that's because a lot of people do, depending on the outcome. Oh, yeah. It's nothing new. It happens all the time. Oh, I, I, every Lots of it, elections, yeah. What I was talking about was how Biden set the table, saying it's going to take a long time. Right, I know. And this, oh, we got election deniers on the ballot. Uh, there, there's always election deniers on the ballot because they question the outcome from before. Yeah. And I said, we have no proof of anything. You just get this bad feeling in your stomach when what happens in Arizona happened. And that John Fetterman actually won in Pennsylvania. You're like, how can that be? That's just a normal human reaction. Yeah. And I know some people are like, I'm like, that's the feeling. I don't have any proof of it. Yeah, well. If, if no one can understand how people could question how Fetterman could get elected, I don't know what to do to help you. Well, the better way is going to touch wet the on bed. reality. You know, they just always are going to. That's just part of it. Yeah. But at the same time, don't whine and moan all the time. We get election deniers on the ballot. <laughs> it's the end of democracy. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, shove it. Gosh. Okay. Moving on. Let's get to uh, the Trumpster. What is this clip we're about to hear? I haven't heard this. Oh, name. well, I did an interview with News Nation about the midterm elections, and this was before the returns started to roll in. Uh, and the interviewer asked him about how much his endorsement matters in all these races around the okay. country. All right. Win or lose the results for Republicans, um, how much of that will be because of Donald Trump? Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit. And if they lose, I should not be blamed at all. OK, but it'll probably be just the opposite. Uh, when they win, I think they're going to do very well. I'll probably be given very little credit, even though 
In many cases, I told people to run, and they ran, and they turned out to be very good candidates. You know, they've turned out to be very good candidates, uh, but usually what would happen is uh, when they do well, I won't be given any credit, and if they do badly, they will blame everything on me. So I'm prepared for anything, but we'll defend ourselves. Okay, so how does that age 24 hours later? Not not very well, because he's blaming, uh, well, I mean, again, this is one of those sources says kind of thing, so I don't know, but... He does love talking to the failing New York Times is Maggie Haberman, and apparently Maggie Haberman is reporting that uh, when it comes to the election loss in Pennsylvania with Dr. Oz, Trump is saying Melania is the one who really wanted him to run. No. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're blaming her, according to Maggie Haberman. Yes. Yeah. I hadn't seen that yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, that, that's, that's pretty pathetic, man. But She, she pushed him into... Yeah. Elevating Dr. Oz. It was her fault. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Melania just got thrown under the bus? Yeah. <laughs> Holy mackerel. That's something, man. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this earlier because there is this huge conversation happening today with conservatives of it's time for DeSantis to be the one that people look to as far as leading the party. What else does he have to do? Did you see the cover of the New York Post? No, not yet. David, did you see it? Uh, yeah, I did. What did you think? Uh, it was, well, it's a picture of Ron DeSantis, and I believe the headline said, The Future. Yeah, I'll show it to Robbins right now. Yeah. It's him with the family, The Future. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the yeah. way a lot of people were feeling. Well, I, I do think it is the Trump 2024 proposition is, is much harder to argue for right now. Because Ron DeSantis went from barely winning, not even getting 50% of the vote in 2018, and barely winning the governor, uh, the governor's race then, to a 20-point margin of victory. Yes. That, and, like, he outperformed Trump up and down that state. And Trump's beloved in Florida. Yes. <laughs> but, and, but he way outperformed uh uh donald trump in the state of florida there and he brought everybody else up i mean yeah, you know and the fact that trump is already going after DeSantis, yeah. people don't like it man yeah. i've never seen the backlash quite like this when trump starts to go after somebody yeah well I, but you're seeing that with DeSantis. Yeah. like yeah i know i know things about this guy not not flattering it would be bad for the party if uh, he ran. Yeah, what I, what I would really love is for my the theory I threw out yesterday to, to come true. It's probably not true. Probably not going to happen. I think on the 15th, it, it's probably a safer bet to say Donald Trump's announcing he's running for president. Yep. What I would love to see is he comes out and says, oh, yeah, by the way, this war chest, a couple hundred million dollars I got, that mm -hmm. I didn't spend on any of these races <laughs> uh, in the midterm elections. Uh, this is the prize. The primary goes through me. I will be the kingmaker. You make it like apprentice GOP primary. That's awesome. That's a great idea. Because uh, Trump still has a role to play in all of this. But the what? idea of him being the candidate, dude, he'll, I, th I think he's going to get humiliated if he does it again. Could be true. And, and even there are some people saying, man, him as a kingmaker didn't exactly pan out last night. Yeah. 
And this also ticked people off. He celebrated the loss of a Republican Senate candidate. Yeah, uh, writing on Truth Social, uh, he cheered when uh, Colorado Republican candidate John O'Day's, uh, well, it came out that he lost. Uh, and he said, John O'Day lost big. Make America great again. That's what Trump wrote. And, it's, and listen, John O'Day wanted nothing to do with Donald Trump. But when you talk about the balance of power in the Senate and you have the former president going out and telling people in Colorado to not vote for the Republican candidate, I mean... I mean, if you're conservative, you want control of the Senate. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, we got problems. I mean, we got the border. You got fentanyl. You got the economy. You got all these things going haywire, man, that need fixed. I don't have time for the personal vendetta. My gosh. You need control of the Senate for crying yeah. out loud. Wow. Okay. Moving on. James. No, we do. No, no, it's true. Single winning ticket hit the Powerball jackpot. $2.04 billion. How about that, huh? Wow. Yeah. How about our next senator? We don't know from what state yet, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you saying? I'm just saying you can buy things. <laughs> well, you know, the Powerball winner is uh, Vladimir Zelensky in Ukraine. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh, he didn't, well, yeah, I guess you could make that argument. $2 billion, that's nothing to him. He'd gripe and moan if that's yeah. all you gave him. I need more than that. <laughs> and I don't care about Sean Penn's Oscar. Sean Penn gave him the Oscar until he wins the war. Which is about the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, yeah well, well, there's a whole bunch to get to today. And what about the Oregon governor's race? Update there and much more straight ahead. Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oregon update, David Van Camp. Yeah, well, I mean, it's pretty close uh, in the governor's race, at least. I mean, I noticed when the when the uh, polls closed last night, I think I was watching Fox at that time. I was just kind of flipping around the different tables to see, uh, or the different cable news channels, I should say, uh, just to see who was covering what and how. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Ron, it was like polls closed. We project Ron Wyden wins. I saw that. It's over. Okay. All right. See you later. Uh, anyway, with 67% reporting right now, it is within one point between the Republican and the Democrat. Christine Drazen trails Tina Kotek, the Democrat, by one point. That is hmm. remarkable. It is. But, I mean, it's the thing. You can come close, but a win's no. a win. Right. Oh, yeah. But it's still, again, I mean, you still got almost a, a third of the uh, votes still outstanding. So we'll see. Again, you're hoping it's another situation where that vote not counted the ones that came in on Election Day. Yeah. Not ahead of time. So we shall see. Um, someone gave some advice on election stress. Who was that again, David? Oh, that was the failing New York Times. They put out uh, <laughs> advice on how to deal with election stress. Yeah. You want to read this? Oh, my goodness. This is fantastic. Try five-finger breathing. Trace the outside of your hand with your pointer finger. When you trace up, breathe in. Okay, I want to see you do it, Scott. Go ahead. You get a lot of it. You want to do five-finger breathing? 
Five finger death punch. I, I was going to say right. <laughs> five finger breathing is the uh, is the folk rock cover group. Uh, <laughs> right. Five finger <laughs> death punch. The best uh, of Woody Guthrie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, if you are getting too stressed about the election, they suggest you plunge your face into a bowl with ice water for fifteen to thirty seconds. That's what AOC did. Remember, there was the video. Do you remember it? I no. think we have the audio of that. Oh, it's just, it's just embarrassing. Well, okay, what they else had to do got? something. They got all in on the ice bucket challenge and yeah. had to figure out a way to keep that thing going. I guess. Uh, move. Even a walk around the block can offer some relief for an easy mind. Uh, so they don't take any of Robin's tips? No. Like essential oils, no, blanket, the kittens like on your lap, nothing. No. Uh, me. Limit your scrolling. That's actually good advice. Yeah, plot out specific times when you're looking for election updates. And then my favorite one, breathe like a baby. Focus. What? Breathe like a baby. Focus on expanding your belly as you breathe, which can send more oxygen to the brain. Your advice should be whine like babies when you lose. That's what they usually do. My goodness. That's so nice. That's soothing music, too. Yeah, I know, and that guy won. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, let me ask a question. Are we done with polls? They seem to be wrong again. Yes. <laughs> Man. I mean, How many really times wrong. we got to learn yeah. that lesson? I know, I know. It's crazy. We looked at the betting markets yesterday around this time, uh-huh. and there was almost an 80% chance that Republicans were going to take control of the Senate. And then as things started to go badly for Republicans in the Senate last night, I sent you guys a text of a screenshot saying, oh, my goodness, in the last five hours, this is flipped. And then all of a sudden, it was like a 67% chance the Democrats were going to keep the Senate. Yeah. So when people bring that up to you, David, what do you say? Uh, political polling as far as individual candidates, I, I, I don't know how you can unbreak it anymore. I mean, it was like broken in 2016. Mm-hmm. And now, I honestly, I don't know how you can fix it. I mean, you use it as a basic guide, and then you kind of just uh, see where things go. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at an update right now, and it is 79.6% chance the Democrats will keep control of the Senate. Mm. Um, yeah, Blake Masters not performing very well out in Arizona. Um, and right now, we know the Georgia race is going to be going to a runoff. Uh, which is early next month, and I think voting early voting starts Monday, I believe. So we'll see what happens. In that case, that'll be a really crucial one. Yes, um, very much so. Yet again. And then you wonder, you know, coming up November 15th, uh, Donald Trump is going to be making a huge announcement. I don't know what that huge announcement is is going to be. People seem to be convinced that 
it's he's announcing a presidential run. And does that hurt in the Georgia runoff? Wow. Does that energize? Well, we knew that he's probably going to run. Yeah. But to hear the talk today, it's that Trump didn't do a lot of people favors when he put his name behind them in different races. A few times it worked out, but a lot of times it did not. So that will be interesting. And he's definitely behind Herschel Walker. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of different conversations. And another one is going to be a lot of Republicans wait and vote on Election Day. Yeah. Because they believe in that. Does that stop anyone's thinking in the future after what happened in Arizona and Maricopa yeah. County? Right. Like, maybe better get that early vote in. Yeah. You know, and some people, well, it depends on the state. Some states are like, we're trying to do away with any of the early voting unless it's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. And it had been predicted, I mean, for years it wasn't anything new that, well, you can have some nefarious stuff going on when you have early voting. You're opening yourself up to corruption. or corruption. Yeah, that's right. You heard it. Election <laughs> denier! Well, it's, it's not even outright uh, corruption necessarily, but Democrats have been very, very good at mm-hmm. seeking people out and, like, kind of helping them fill out their ballot, et cetera. So, I mean, they they are very good at playing that game. And to me, uh, if you're not going to do away with, uh, with absentee or no-cause absentee vote-by-mail stuff, if you're not going to do away with it, then Republicans need to get with the program and start playing that game back. Absolutely. Uh, period. Yeah. I mean, you can keep griping and moaning, or you can figure out how to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And certainly in Florida, DeSantis figured out how to win. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes, man. I mean, this is a dude who got slammed for two years on the national level over COVID. Wound up winning by 20 percentage points. It's remarkable what this guy was able to do. And it's not just because he's good on the stump or that his comms team is all that good. I mean, they are good, but it's it's not that. It's not the messaging thing alone. It's good governance. And people saw the results. Think about his AG. Think about the different people he surrounds him with. Yeah. Has there been anyone that's just, like, gone down in flames doing something stupid? No. It seems like he knows how to surround himself with quality people. And media tries to take all of them down all the time. Oh, like the Surgeon General? Yeah. Yes, who led when it came to COVID? actually led and took on everybody. You keep thinking about it, man. It is really true. Mm-hmm. The way DeSantis took on big tech and Disney and the media. He was like, no, we're following the science on COVID. We're no actually else, following no the science. No one else was doing it. Dude, it's, you, it's you, true. You think about it. The so-called, well, what, what media branded the don't say gay bill, which is actually right. the parental rights <laughs> bill. Yes. Uh, and anti-groomer bill. And they went on this full-court press. National media, politicians went on this full-court press that Ron DeSantis was go- was banning people saying the word gay. Dude, I can remember at Christmas last year, there were people on the other side of my family saying that they, they want you to say gay. Yeah. Like, hold on. They Wait did a that. second. That's not true. And what we learned last night was actually that kind of leadership of saying, hey, we're going to make sure that 
your kids aren't being indoctrinated into whatever it is. Right. I don't care what it is, left, right, or center. We're you need to focus on teaching kids how to read and do math. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and parents saw the results and they liked it, obviously, because this guy went from winning by point one or point two percentage points and wound up winning by twenty this time around. So it worked. And going after the woke stuff, look the you know culture war stuff. When you do it effectively, don't just whine about it, but actually take action. People love it. Yes, and you have to explain it to people yes. in a way that can't be misconstrued. Yeah, and so and he talked about that today, or I'm sorry, last night. Roll it. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers, and we reject woke ideology. People love that, dude. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. It's where woke goes to die. That was a great line. It was. Um, I don't know if anybody else will hear this the way I just heard it. And I, I I don't want to spend much time on it. Give me 20 seconds, okay? Because okay? it's ADHD theater, and I understand it. He reminded me of Churchill in that speech, in that, the cadence. Mm-hmm. And I know the Churchill speech because it's the beginning of Iron Maiden's Ace is High. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we will fight on ground. We will fight here. We will never surrender. And then it kicks into the tune. Yeah. And that whole thing, we fought it here, we fought it there. In the legislature, (laughs) we fight the woke in the schools, we fight the woke in the corporations, we will never, ever surrender. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting pumped. Everything about history I learned from Iron Maiden. (laughs) It's awesome. Well, yeah, man. That's... You don't get that everywhere. I'll tell you that. Come on, man. That's World War II no, right there. I got it. Kidding me? To the woke mob, Florida is where woke goes to die. I love that. Me too. Well done. Okay, switching gears. Um, somebody said it took an hour for a friend to fill out a ballot in Texas. Yeah. yeah fill the, it out. The ladies on The View are very excited because Republicans oh. didn't have a uh, the great night they expected. Um, and it was funny because we did this bit yesterday. It's on our Facebook page where it was a joke about me voting in Texas and how hard it was that I had to, you know, I was dodging QAnon soldiers and I'm dying of dehydration. Water, I need water. <laughs> broken glass all over the place. They actually, You're a greedy competitor, man. You yeah, proved it. Right? But, but Sonny Hostin wants you to know that that actually happened because there was massive voter suppression. What? It was really amidst tremendous voter suppression yeah. that was going on all yeah. over the country. I have a friend, it's, this is anecdotal, but she lives in Texas. She's a Democrat from New York. She works in Texas. She couldn't vote Democratic down the line. Mm-hmm. She had to find 97 individual yes. Democrats and then print them out on two separate sheets and then go and, and put yeah. them into the machine. But and it took did. her one hour. But she did. But Heck crazy. yes, she did. That's right. So, but, but, but it was so crazy that she not only waited online, but also it took her an hour just to fill out the form. But she did it. But she did it. It took her an hour. It took me two minutes. You go click, 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 <laughs> click, 
click and if you're and if you're really not considering the candidates, if you just want straight ticket, you can go here's where the Democrat is. Click, Democrat, click, 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 on down the line. Then you get the little Scantron thing out of the machine and you drop it into the drop box, or actually it's a little like scanner thing that you put it through. It does not if it took two hours to fill out a ballot. I think she said an hour. Or I'm sorry, an hour to fill out a yeah. ballot? And there were two sheets. Ah! Then your friend's an idiot. That's her truth, though, bro. Then it, then well, it sounded it, like she was handwriting them. No, no, it, you're just click, click. <laughs> it's a touch screen. But didn't she sound that way when she yes, said she it? Yes, she did. Yeah, like you, you were handwriting like, the names. Like you had to handwrite the names. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, that's what, I think that's what she said. Do I write Beto or Robert Francis? Hmm. Is that with two... <laughs> T's or what? I, I mean, the good news is that her friend can definitely run for Senate in Pennsylvania next time around. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. So even with that, you're saying they could only average one and a half votes per minute? Right. <laughs> really? <laughs> but you know you're going straight ticket. It's that, insane. That, that does sound like that person lives a challenging life. I will say that, yes. But, boy, I love the way they all get around her. And Well, the people there didn't really give But she did. But heck, crazy. yes, she did. That's right. So, but, right. But, but it was so crazy that she not only waited online. Even the people that are usually like seals in there, like, I'm supposed to clap for that? Really? Okay. Um, good news here. Man, this guy, he's just selfless. Sean Penn. Yeah. All about the war in Ukraine and the president there, Zelensky. He wanted a little token, David. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Sean Penn visited Ukraine and gave President Zelensky one of his Oscar statues. Hmm. For what? Because he thought it would make him feel good. Yeah. Like, hey, man, I'm with you here. And, right. But I'm going to take it back after you win the war. But until yeah. then, you can have you it. You can have like it on loan. Yeah. Like, I'm going to wake up and this is going to be my inspiration every day. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to like be. If you rub that little guy's head, does it bring you good luck? I don't know. I'm not sure. Like Buddha's belly? I I don't know, man. I don't know either. Um, what did he win for, by the way? I thought that. What was that? You, you won was that that one? You don't know what it's like, but you try it, you try it, you try it, you try it, you don't ever get there. Was it that one? No. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. I just, I just picture this scene, very dramatic movie scene, towards the end of the war, Vladimir Zelensky is huddled with the orphans he just saved in his office. He looks out the window and he sees Vladimir Putin leading a caravan of Humvees down the road. Hmm. He's got his bolt action rifle, Zelensky does, but the bolt has broken. He thinks this is it as he stubs out a cigarette. Hmm. But he turns to look at, again, the orphans he just rescued. He sees Sean Penn's Oscar statuette and he thinks this might work. He breaks off the base. He shoves it into what's left of the bolt. And he manages to send the round home. He leans over the window, sights in on Vladimir Putin, and says, I'd like to thank the Academy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then with the help of Sean Penn, he writes the new Declaration of Independence. So we'll get some cool rules ourselves. Pronto. We'll just be bogus, too. That's right. You'll be bogus, too. Yeah. You'll think of about foreign relations and stuff like that. Learning about Cuba, having some food. Freaking right. All right. <laughs> Who blocked the red wave? It was Gen Z. 
the stats straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. As always, thank you for being here, joining us. It's very interesting when you get into the demographics of the election last night. Because yeah. the red wave was predicted. Now it's being called a red trickle. Yeah. And I, I, I do want to say this. In, in Pennsylvania, looking at the exit poll data, because, yes. I mean, Gen Z, you know, 18 to whatever it is, 30-something. Or is it 40? I don't know. They uh, they won overwhelming. Like Democrats won that by double digits, massive victory for them. Yes, overall. And in Pennsylvania, it tends to be uh, young, college-educated, uh, liberal, unmarried women. That's what that's what pushed Fetterman over the top. Okay. Well. It's interesting. I didn't know that part of the fact, but I knew you were going to talk about Gen Z blocking the red wave. Yeah. And certainly that demographic went Democrat more than anybody. And we've talked about, well, this generation, what do they know about American history? What do they know even about recent American history? And I was thinking to myself, do you remember when we did the campus reform bit around 9-11? And we were shocked to hear what was being talked about. As a refresher, remember, this is the group that's responsible for voting for so many Democrats across the country. Right. All right. Roll that from campus reform, please. Did you learn a lot about 9-11 growing up in the classroom? Uh, not in the classroom, but on my own. I, like, kind of did my own little, like, research thing. No, I did not. Um, I'd say we learned a moderate amount. Um, I mean, they showed us, like, the videos, like, the basics. Okay, so it kind of goes on like that. And then they say, well, is there anything we should avoid talking about when talking about 9-11? And this is the part I want you to hear. Void. I think we should, like, avoid a lot of more gruesome facts. Avoid talking about its roots in Islam because that that was a like a extremist group um i think that um the 9-11 attack should be taught in a way that doesn't really target like more like who did it but like more like how we can like move forward and like different like healing processes that we can go through to like make everything like you know good again <laughs> I bet that dude voted. <laughs> well, you that was know a dude, he right? Yeah. Well, that's and like don't be gendering like that. You yeah. don't know. We just need to and, sit down and talk with Al Qaeda. Okay. I mean, that's one of the things you're dealing right. with right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think John Fetterman would be the nice thing to do to vote for him. What? <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. All right. Biggest story of the day. Uh, biggest story of the day is the twists and turns in the elections. And uh, as we are still awaiting some results, like in Arizona, we're waiting for the Oregon governor's race. 
uh, to wrap up. Close, close, and Georgia's heading to a runoff. So uh, as the control in Washington, D.C. is on the line here, we'll be following in Decision 2022. <laughs> it should really be a runoff. They should really have to run each other against each other in like a 100-yard dash. <laughs> I don't know, man. Raphael Warnock does kind of look like he's kept himself in a little bit better shape than Herschel Walker. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm putting every cent on Herschel Walker. Yep. I just saw highlights of him not long ago. There's no way he lost that much of a step. Okay. Much more to get to. Oh, wait a second. A Democrat says that wasn't a free and fair election. Next. what I want to know. No. This is the Markley Van no, Camp no, no. and Robin Show. You, you, you invented that hot take. You are gutless. You invented it. Oh, my I name is Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer. <laughs> David Van Camp, the gutty millennial. No, I, <laughs> and the say, whisker over there, I can't, the look, boomer, I Scott can't Robbins. steal from you. It's your, you wrote the song. You got to sing it. Well, look, look, the, we were going over the exit polls and what we're, what we're seeing after the midterm elections and a disappointing night for the Republicans. Yes. Uh, and uh, many demographics broke towards the Republican Party big time. But it tends to be unmarried younger women that really, I mean, went by like 37 percentage points went to the democrats oh it's younger not just demographic in general yeah it's okay younger uh single women and you know the thought is that probably is the roe v wade thing um and i just saw from greg price who's a political consultant said miserable unmarried women are literally destroying western civilization Wow, with man. their votes last night, yeah, they went for Fetterman. Yeah. Anyway, yes, and then what? Well, oh, uh, you're talking about, and then we were trying uh, to figure and, out how could that be. Well, and and it's like the abortion thing, and I think Scott said something to the effect of, "Oh yeah, that demographic is obsessed with abortion because they've had like two or three of them." And I yes. said, "Dude, I've seen the rallies in favor of abortion, and I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't know that they've had many relations whatsoever." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then and that was it. And huh? then and then and then Jamie said, Well, a shot in the dark <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Last and that's all. why they also hate Republican women, because they know how to keep a man around. Right. Whoa. <laughs> Not Whoa. so bitter. Wow. Man, cool me off. I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> See, I went with the take. <laughs> well, it was your take. You authored it. Dude, listen, that's not like a piece of of you know scientific evidence but anecdotally if you think in your mind do i know anyone that fits that description that stereotype and most people are like well yeah Mm -hmm. miserable and just hating hating dudes but yes usually not vote gop those people yeah it's not the way that usually goes Mm -hmm. yeah it's part of it the one thing, though, if anybody could break through, Scott, I think it's you. Break through what? 
just that mindset and the yeah. you know the stereotypical miserable yeah. female single you know no kids that sort of thing you don't think so i got no interest I, I think you well, need they to, have multiple cats, and so do you. So that's like a breaking the I, ice it's point. Not multiple cats. You do. You have Don't more than throw one. Throw cats into this. Well, you, I, you have more than one. So does David. Yeah, uh, but He's, I'm also married with with children, and I was married, married. <laughs> <laughs> happily married <laughs> with children. <laughs> Boy, it's getting personal now. I, no, I I will just say we should start a, a charity for the uh, for the lonely, miserable, angry young women. Of America, it's it's Robins for cat ladies. No, there you go. Robins didn't neglect. I no way, no mm. way. Okay, Daddy O. All right. Um, you know there is that thing too. That, well, there, you got a couple of different people in that group. If we're going to stereotype it, okay. And I, I, there's no even point of trying to be respectful at this point. You're just kind of calling it as you see it. There's a couple of different demographics. The one that's younger. If you're to stereotype that, it's almost like when they were growing up, they got to see some episodes of Sex in the City, okay, and they thought of all that glamour, but then the reality of that lifestyle came up and bit them in the butt. Yeah. And then at some point, you're at the age of, well, you're not getting the cream of the crop anymore. Mm-hmm. So are you going to settle on this guy? And then you get so used to living by yourself that you just say, forget it all, and then hate all of your old classmates that got married and had kids. And you're bitter. That's one. And then there's just the older ones. You know, what? <laughs> nothing, nothing. I'm just, I'm just listening. Go you ahead. think the same thing, but I'm you're too much just, of a whisker to say I'm it. just listening. I got no. Do you I, disagree with anything I said? Well, I think it's a generalization. That's, yeah. Didn't I preface it enough uh, well, to say that? I'm not I saying everybody. Say but it again. Generalization. Do you know anybody that fits that description? That is what? What which, I just which said. Which description? The take. The cat thing? Yeah, the sex in the city and then on Oh, down. well, I think sex in the city was, yeah, it poisoned From the well of a few, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, or they bought into the lie that your career defines you. And your career is everything. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you get to the age where, oh my gosh, it's too late to have kids. And then you kind of think, well, maybe I would want that. But you gave your life to the career. You're bitter. You're pissed. The career's going to hold your hand when you're on your deathbed. It's not. No. You know, there's that too. You know, this is what you do after a disappointing election. You blame everybody else. That's where I'm at right now. Those people. <laughs> There's more Whoa. to it than that, but no. It is. There's a lot yeah. more to it than that. There's a lot of goofy young males, too, that don't know jack about jack. And you know what is really disappointing about it? They think they do. <laughs> I know. I'm talking about the Gen Z that we just talked about a little while ago that sort of blocked the red wave. That's the narrative. That what was the number plus twenty eight for Democrats? Yeah, eighteen, eighteen to twenty nine year olds. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people that don't know a whole lot. <laughs> Beto's over there, Beto O'Rourke today. Right. After getting just chillaxed, it was again it was grand opening, grand closing. Is over there just like hey, but but some of my best friends are bitter, lonely women, and it just wasn't <laughs> enough. You know, when it's honestly. No, but the thing is, yes, that is the voting base yeah. for Beto, but even Beto wouldn't cut them a break. No. You know he wouldn't. <laughs> well, no. What? I, Are you going to disagree with that take? I, I, I think the other dynamic. You want me to unleash the beast? I'm unleashing the beast. Uh, you, you are, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think the other dynamic at play here, and, and this was true in Texas, and this was true in parts of New York, 
where the congressional races tend to be breaking Republican right now. It, it's it's the difference of if you live in a in a red area, red district, red or a red state, and you know the governance has been competent and good, then mm-hmm. that bitterness is not enough to overcome. But you know if. If you're in a major city like New York City, well, you really don't care because you're used to living in squalor and, you know, violence. So so now you're just like, I'm going to let the misery take over and, and I'm going to vote accordingly. Yeah, it's something, man. Well, the old adage well, is always true. I mean, misery loves company. Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay, look at New York, the governor. Hochul's going to win, right? Yeah. Or she already won. For the rest of the country... People are saying, how is that possible? Nope. The state's a disaster. It was New York City. I mean, that that's it. Yes, and who votes for Hochul? <laughs> a lot of depressed people. Yeah. Lee Zeldin looks like that guy's happy. He's got a family. Oh, forget him. <laughs> not voting for that guy. I want misery. I want more crime. Jeez, it's unreal. Well, at least they can relate to her. you know man it was early in the show and we were talking about just this gut feeling when you see the election results come in and i think for a lot of people they were looking at pennsylvania saying there's no way fetterman can get elected there's just no way a state could elect that guy well yeah to be a senator yeah right that's the hardest one for me to take okay and all i'm trying to do is sort of go with the everyman take of you see that and you try to tell me that it didn't somewhere into your mind that's got to be rigged and again i'm saying i have no proof of that not at all i'm only saying it comes into your mind like how is that possible and then the, the whole take of who oh, those guys are election deniers mark me that whole thing right. no all, it, all i'm saying is that enters your mind Democrats do the same thing. Wasn't it Jason Johnson, that dude? Yeah. Well, Talking he, about, well, it doesn't look like Georgia was free and fair. Yeah, he, he's a professor, you know, and he's also frequently on MSNBC. Uh, Stacey Abrams lost yet again to Brian Kemp in the Georgia governor's race, and it wasn't even close. But before the polls even closed, liberals were already saying that the election was rigged against her. Because of voter suppression. This is MSNBC's Jason Johnson. Okay, let's hear this take. The level of voter suppression is beyond anything that we saw in 2018. So I think it's completely up in the air. There has been youth turnout at levels we haven't expected. Democrats feel confident. Republicans I've spoken to feel confident. But we can't say that whatever happens tonight is a fair and equitable election. They broke records for early voting. Yeah. But the suppression was there. Mm-hmm. How? Because there have been too many laws passed by election deniers to keep people from being able to express themselves. How does that make any sense? It doesn't. They live in a fantasy world, and I never want to hear one more damn thing about election deniers from any of them. Th- that's what I'm saying. Yes, you can't question anything? Are you kidding? No. Well, that's why the whole table was set. Well, it's like you see the uh, you know boards going up in windows in Portland... There was oh, a yeah. sign that went viral of somebody saying, yeah, we're closing early because of planned violence. Right. Um, it's like, ask me if that's supposed to be the norm in cities like Portland and cities like L.A. And, and Seattle. Then ask me again how much I care about January 6th. 
Right. I don't care at all about the Capitol riot at this point. Right. So it wasn't free and fair, according to Jason Johnson. Is that why Stacey Abrams lost again? Yeah, because well, because of voter suppression somehow. Boy. Talk about sad and older. No dude. Yeah, she even right. wrote, wrote romance books. Yeah. You want to read a book for somebody that can't close it out? No thanks. Get that for the woman on your list that you can't stand. One of her romance novels. Oh, God. What? <laughs> you told me to unleash it. I know. You want me to keep going? Thanks, honey. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of Stacey Abrams. Yeah, I am. Actually, this book isn't about sitting home lonely. Okay, I know you guys got that in common, but if maybe you could fantasize. Here's a this little erotic tale from Stacey Abrams. Jeepers. Okay. Ron DeSantis, big, big win in Florida. A lot of people talking about that today, David. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, again, this was an example of not only somebody who knows how to get a good message out, but the proof is there that his governing style works. It, Absolutely. It the coalition, does. man, he brings people together. And, and he does. And, and the funny thing is, is that nobody, nobody in national media can actually see that. Can, they just think, oh, he's another de- divisive figure. No, he's not, actually. Because when you talk about grooming kids with the trans stuff, Yep. Most people, when they start finding out about this, are pretty horrified by it. Most people are pretty horrified by Drag Queen Story Hour. Yes, they are. They're Not like, like the likes of Stacey Abrams because she never had kids. Right, right. They're, Can't they're, relate. They're like, uh, that's pretty weird. And so he has actually brought a lot of people together. And all the while, he's been called literally to Satan, Death yep. Santis, all of these other things that are out there. He's been called a Nazi, white supremacist, all of the things, all the usual things. And I like that he took a moment to brag about that uh, and still coming out on top last night. We chose facts over fear. We chose education over indoctrination. boy. We chose law and order over rioting and disorder. Love it. Florida was a refuge of sanity when the world went mad. We stood as a citadel of freedom for people across this country and indeed across the world. Preach, brother. We faced attacks. We took the hits. We weathered the storms. But we stood our ground. We did not back down. We had the conviction to guide us. And we had the courage to lead. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way you do it. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw this real quick. Um, I saw it in uh, New York Post. Um, actually shared with me. You're talking about the Gen Z blocking the red wave. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys happen to see this story. And it's about this influencer. I think it's a TikTok influencer. Well, it was Lars, our buddy Lars, that shared the story with me. Um, she doesn't want to get up at 6 a.m. to work every day. Oh, I okay? saw that. She doesn't want to do that. Oh, God. Okay? Because she's got too pretty a face for that. Are you kidding me? Dude, listen, okay? All right. All right. I do not want to work for the rest of my life. Does it look like I want to get up at 6 a.m. every day for the next 60 years? No. I'm too pretty for that. Yeah. The thing is, she's not. No, not that high. No, no, no. 
And I'm guessing she voted blue. <laughs> you better cash that in before you're 35, honey, because those looks are going to fade. You're going to be bitter and old, too. You get that 72-year-old guy that you can leech <laughs> off of for a few years until he croaks. News yeah. update and hot takes next. Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I think this is pretty interesting uh, that if you look at electionbettingodds.com. Yeah. Uh, something happened last night. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, the, uh, when it comes to the chances of who will be the next president of the United States, Ron DeSantis is now number one. He's at a 27.2% chance. That is a somebody had that percentage yesterday. Yeah, Donald Trump. It well, flipped. Yeah, mm, well, and I'm not. Mm. I'm not surprised by that. It's like, look, I think Trump still has a role to play in electoral politics, but as far as being the guy, I think the shine is off. David, I've, it just is, man. I mean, you look at what Ron DeSantis managed to do in Florida. To go from winning by less than half a percentage point four years ago to now winning twenty by twenty, that's yeah, that's remarkable. It's interesting that the betting odds flipped that fast. I don't even know if he'd want me to say his name. I think I mentioned this on the air. I know you guys remember mm-hmm. that a buddy of ours told me a week or so ago he thought that. Uh, the big money people would get behind DeSantis if he won by 10 to 12 points or more. But if it was more like four or five points, the money people would be behind Trump. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. That was a theory, but that that might make sense. You know, the betting odds people, they seem to know stuff. But yesterday, at this time, they had 80% that the Republicans were going to keep or take the Senate. So who knows? They got the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Eagles! <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, then, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, before we get to anything else, I'll throw this out there because we've talked about this before. And the great thing about doing a show with you guys is we'll call each other out if you think you're full of crap. And I hear from our friends that listen that, yeah, that's one of the things I like. It's like really hanging out with friends. You call each other out. I truly believe... That if everyone across the United States knew the truth when it comes to news, like what's really going on out there, 
So if you just heard a news story, say, from the Today Show or from CNN, and you had some sort of context, like, okay, I know that's what they said, but here are some other facts that are important to this story that they don't mention. Okay, or here's where they're really trying to influence you to think one thing that's not really true. And you really had a clear mind when it comes to what is happening that most people would not vote for Democrats. Not all, because I think there are some people that really believe in what the Democratic Party is about. But I think there's a whole group of people that actually, if they knew what was going on, would vote differently. Do you think that's crazy or not? No, I think that's true. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's true, but does that go back is that a Republican's fault for not messaging better or Well, you is can it the say, media's fault for being in the tank for the Democrats? In a way, it doesn't even matter whose fault it is at this yeah. point. You can whine about it forever or you can figure out how to win the well, game. Well, that's I guess my point. You you got to figure out your way around this. You know, you're going to be outgunned in terms of news coverage. You know that. Yes. And it also goes to big tech. Yeah. And just the way information is shared. Yeah. So you think there are a lot of people that are not getting the straight story oh, on a I number see. of dis- different issues, whether it's the border, well, we could go over the COVID years, the economy, one thing after yeah. another after another, right? Yeah. So that's a messaging issue, okay? And I know that that, it, <laughs> in some ways, it, it sounds arrogant, like, we know the truth, and those little people don't. I'm just talking about how propaganda works. Mm-hmm. Because I would say that all three of us bought into what news was telling us for years. And even to the point where you could say, you know, I know there's some bias there, and it leans left, but it's not as bad as some of the people on the right make it out to be. But when you follow stuff every day, mm-hmm. we just had another friend that was pretty much not even middle left-leaning for sure, that started doing what we do every day and his politics have changed in a matter of months. You're like, oh my gosh, these people are lying in legacy media. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think that's a problem that certainly needs to be addressed. It's also what (laughs) Scott Adams tweeted this out. The Dilbert guy? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Man, he just said it. And it's going to be offensive. And this is the way the tweet went. What is the strongest form of persuasion? Answer? Fear. That's true. Well, yeah. Which gender is most susceptible to fear? Men or women? Uh, Women. Sexist. Well, it's true, right? Yeah, that's what science would say. No guy's ever gone. Come over here and kill the spider. Yes. You know who's second? Low testosterone males. That's science. They're not making that up. Let's start gobbling low T pills like crazy. (laughs) Democrats have a built-in persuasion advantage because their members are the easiest to scare. Republicans going forward have to figure out how to get their messaging out there to people that would never watch conservative media. That's going to be an issue, especially with Gen Z, because as we were talking earlier in the show, Gen Z stopped the red wave. Mm Mm-hmm. The 18 to 29-year-olds went Democrat plus 28. If I remember right, it was 35-44 went Democrat plus 2. But anybody over 45, it was 
for double Republican. digits, Republican. Yeah. You yes. know, yeah, that is alarming. However, I will say this, and this is more of an optimistic take, I suppose, is that we all, or we all, I shouldn't say that, I, and I know you too, Jamie, to a certain extent, uh, we would have considered ourselves a liberal when we were 23, 24 years old. Oh, easy. For a long time, yeah. Yeah, and I would have too until I st- had a family and started actually having to deal with things. And that's when I changed. Boy, I didn't see you changing until you went to talk radio. Well, that was around the same yes, time. Yes, you, you went to Lilith was, Fair when you were doing music radio. You weren't hanging out <laughs> with conservatives at Lilith Fair. No. No. I should push that a little further, perhaps, <laughs> into my mid-30s. That would make more sense, because that's when I started down this track. Yes. Um, so, you know, perhaps that was the time, or around that time. But even when I started this, it, wasn't com- it was more happy, chatty talk uh, Absolutely, it's different now. With celebrity birthdays in this day in history, and... Show's over. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I just kind of digesting what Scott Adams had written about fear and how that's a good persuasive or a good uh, way to persuade people. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think, yes, but it's a short high. Because at some point, people do realize that the fear that they have had instilled in them is not real. And so there's always definitely going to be a group of people who will just be motivated purely by fear. But I look at what happened in Florida last night and Ron DeSantis didn't run on fear. He He ran on saying, this is BS and here's what I'm going to do to rectify whatever it is. That's that's BS. And I think over the long term, to me, it's kind of like, if you want to feel better, uh, uh, if you want to feel good, a quick way mm-hmm. maybe. Oh, I'm going to have a few drinks after work, and I'll feel a little bit better. Yep. But in the long run, that hurts you. Whereas if you Absolutely. go for a walk or go exercise for 30 yep. minutes yep. or something, you're going to feel better. And positivity in the long run winds up being a a better way to persuade people. And Ron DeSantis proved that. Yeah. Well, you just got to tell people the truth. Yeah. I think that's what he does. Yeah. He, he doesn't go out there like media. What's it been the last few weeks? Democracy's on the ticket. These are election deniers. They're going to yeah. take over. You're, this may be our last election. Ah! And you, there are people that buy into that crap. It's insane. Yeah. Or you'll never be able to choose again what right. to do with your body handmaid's tail. Yeah. Ah! It's but, like, what are you talking about? But eventually that wears off, and you can see that not necessarily Dude. in the voting, but in, in the ratings for places like MSNBC and, and CNN. People are tired of it. I agree, but there is a certain amount of people that only get their news from certain places. Yeah. I, I know we can move on, but, man, if it was ever wide open for the Republicans to take yeah. over, how bad do things have to get for people? Right. And you're voting for Fetterman. That's astounding. Yeah, that is weird. That's the weirdest one. But now there's all this talk, and you're right. DeSantis, he did it well. There's no doubt about it. That's that's the blueprint. And you have a piece of audio we got to play, and this is from somebody close to Trump. Kaylee McEnany. Kaylee McEnany, not exactly a never-Trumper. used to be the White House press secretary. Was very good in that position as well. Mm -hmm. She was on Fox News this morning. And said uh, and was asked about the Georgia runoff because between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker, it's going to go to a uh, runoff in about a month. And uh, she was asked, "Okay, what happens next? And she says, look, 
I know there's a lot of temptation for people to start talking about 2024. If you're a Republican, uh uh-uh. It's Georgia. Georgia, 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 period. No distractions. All resources go there. Whoa. And then she went on about, well, Donald Trump, because Donald Trump apparently has this big announcement that he's going to make next week. Yes. Well, I agree with what you laid out. Let's hear this. I think he needs to put on pause. Absolutely. Look, he'll, he'll make that decision. He'll make his own decision. But does he go I, to if Georgia? I'm advising any contender, DeSantis, Trump, whomever, no one announces 2024 until we get through December 6th. Do you see the former president a need for him to go to Georgia? I, I think we've got to make strategic calculations. Um, Governor DeSantis, I think he should be welcome to the state, given what happened last night. Oh, you've, got to look, you've got to look at the realities on the ground. And Herschel Walker, we've got to win the Senate. That's it, guys. Got to win the Senate. Oh, buddy. Very interesting that not only she said he needs, if he is running for president, yeah, I, th- I agree. He needs to push that announcement back. You're it could be to. that he's not going to announce that he's running for president. It could be that he's announcing this new political action committee or something like that, where he's going to try to get people elected. And, you know, I, I like the idea of him basically making a reality show version of a primary and saying, whoever wants my hundreds of million dollars that I didn't spend this cycle. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're going to have to come and earn it from me. But uh, I think, you know, he needs to, if it is a run for president, he should. And I think it's really, he should, you know, push off the announcement until after this runoff. And then I think it's very interesting because Kaylee McEnany is a very bright lady. Yep. And the way, <laughs> the way that she was asked to Trump go campaign in Georgia, she didn't answer that question. She said DeSantis should. After what he did in Florida, he should. But in her own way, said, nah, probably Trump shouldn't go. Um, yes, that's exactly what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the whole take is that Trump hurt some of the candidates in different states. Like, and I, you're hearing yeah. GOP strategists saying, hey, we got to face facts here. We got a Trump problem, and he's not going to win a general. And you can say that's fair or not, but that's something that people are going to have to figure out here in the, in the next well, few weeks. I would weeks, love I would to think. see Ron DeSantis carving the Thanksgiving bird with Herschel Walker. <laughs> 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 By the way, on a lighter note, did you see this making the rounds? Um, people talking about what decade of your life you'd like to experience again. Because somebody asked like over 2,000 American seniors what, what they do. And it for them, it would be go back and experience their 30s again, more than anything else. Not their teens, not 20s, but the 30s. Would you agree, Scott? We'll no, I you. You're said, the oldest. no, I would have said the 80s. I was in my 20s. Okay, so, and because you're 94 now, so you'd go back to your 80s? 93. Um, you're saying your 20s. When I first was eligible for Social Security, like 1980, yeah. Okay, stop it. No, and I, I would say the '80s because I had so I had a lot of fun in the '80s. So your '20s. If I was going to again, my '20s, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was a little confused there for a second. Well, you're the one that threw that in there. So. No, you said '80s. Yeah. Well, you said '1880s, right? Yeah. I did not say oh, okay. '1880s. I saw the cartoon balloon. I read it. <laughs> well, I was I was raising a building in 1880. Reconstruction's coming right along, you know. It's good, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. A pair of wagon wheels. That was my yeah. call. Yeah, yeah I th- boy, when you put it like that, your 20s or your 30s, which one would you relive? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, probably 30s. 
I think so. David, you had the best answer of all. I I think I am in my 30s, smack dab in the middle of my 30s, and I I think this is a pretty good decade. I mean, it's like I'm not – I'm not wealthy, but you know I enjoy my career and I make enough money to get by, and I'm not I'm not you know scraping pennies uh, every every month, so that's good. I've got two wonderful little children at home. I got a wife that I'm crazy about. This is a pretty good decade of my life, dude. You found the secret, gratitude. Yeah, seriously, man. No, I. And you think about, it, especially a day after an election, it's a good reminder of things can be going haywire, but sometimes. Personally, in your life, things can be going great. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Focus on the things that you can control. Yep, that's that's always a good message. All right, the country's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> Here we go. No, serious. Update next. Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. As always, thank you very much for being here. Got to tell you, I'm not feeling very good about my Biden bet now. Yeah, no that he'd kidding. be out of office by the end of what was it, February That's or what January? You said January. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to lose that one now. You know what? And now the thought is, he will be running in 24. Okay, good. The well, insiders say, well, "Joe's looking at this like, see, everything's going all right." Well, yeah. I mean, if if you have you know winnable races fall through the cracks with the Republicans, then what would be the incentive to, to jettison Joe Biden out of the White House at this point? Because I still do believe that Kamala Harris as president would be a generational anchor on the Democratic Party because nobody likes her. And well, her husband apparently is out there telling different Democrats right. everybody needs to get behind he, Kamala for 24. He has to say that, though. He's married to her. I Isn't get that it. punishment mean, enough? <laughs> you got to go to the, all these other people and <laughs> yeah, say it? Right, yeah. Is she going to check on your work? Yes, probably. Oh, my goodness. What did Doug say? <laughs> the guy, <laughs> Come the here. Guy, Come he, here. He clearly lives in fear all the time. Oh, gosh, yeah. He's, so, he's flinching the minute she walks. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself. You know she is. We may him. actually see this. Biden and Fetterman having a conversation together. Think about that. Mm -hmm. You know how little kids can communicate with each other? And you wonder why? (laughs) That's what I said. That's what I thought when Joe Biden went there. It was like my daughter at the playground talking to another toddler. They understand each other. They totally understand each other. No one else does. No. Was that from Biden? Was that a week ago? David, you brought it up. You but cold us something. And they what? talk about inflation. Yes, it's a big deal. You know, we're dealing with it for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now. <laughs> it is, and we're dealing with it by yeah. tackling for a whole second. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but cold us something. Da- David's daughter knows what that means. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby Chuck actually knows. She's like, Yeah, that makes perfect sense. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Can I just say the 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 ultimate silver lining of, of all of it? I know it was a Somewhat disappointing. There's still a chance Republicans will, you know, take the House and the Senate, but we'll still see. Still a chance? 
we'll see what happens. But mm-hmm. the silver lining is that that doofus Beto O'Rourke is is I mean he's done. yes. Yes. He's done. I, I, I don't I don't know how any national Democratic Party apparatus could possibly spend more money on this guy. They've poured what, hundred and fifty million dollars to have yep. him lose three different races on the big stage and just humiliate himself. I mean he, he's like that college kid who's been a professional student for twenty years. At some point parents are gonna stop paying his bills. Uh-huh. Well they said there was good news for some poor people in third world countries. Why because that? of that. Because now they have the Beto for Senate shirts, yeah. the Beto for governor, and Beto for president. Yeah. Beto does have an awesome label. He uh, has a good logo. I'll say that. Yeah. He might be the new king of the trifecta. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Biggest story of the day. Well, of course, is the election return. Yes, of course. And the fact that Pennsylvania decided to not only vote for the guy who... I uh, cannot understand speech and get startled by bright lights and John Fetterman. Did you see? I think it's in Allegheny County. They they elected someone who's been dead for like a month or two. I had not seen that. Yeah, he's a Democrat. Who, in fairness, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they couldn't take his name off the ballot. And I think the only other uh, candidate was Green Party. So it was basically like they're just voting for Democrat. But, you know, hey. <sighs> okay. All right, speaking of the trifecta, Robin, you got your top three of the day? Hey, dead might not be a bad idea. <laughs> That's coming up next. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. No, I understand that counting votes takes time. Yeah. But we're hearing from Maricopa County, Arizona, that, oh, yeah, by the way, we're not going to really have all those tabulated until Thursday night at the at the earliest. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, man, you you talked me off the cliff yesterday. Now you're joining me on there. No, This it, is crazy. It, it, it really it really is one of those things. I know it's close, and I know they want to get it right and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, it's like Florida, You know, again, it's the difference between calling a race and counting all the votes. And so if something is really close, then you can't really call a race. Uh, and so anyway, it, it just is very frustrating that they're not even willing to, to you know, like work through the night. To, to count votes like it's kind of a big deal you'd think you'd have some people on this okay i'm not going to quote the right stats but you'll know the spirit in which i do and you might be able to look up this up really fast david i saw the stat earlier that in florida was it over seven million votes were counted by nine o'clock last night yeah okay in arizona to get what a million and a half to two million votes, they're at 62%. Yeah. How is that possible? Uh huh. I don't know. 
Oh, I mean, how I do you know. explain it, that to someone? It, it, I mean, that's it, not just, well, it's close, so we want to count every vote. It's no, man. How long does it take you to count the right. votes? And, and how it's the process of actually bringing votes to a central location and processing the counts and all of that. And what happened really was that Florida got horrendously embarrassed 20 years ago, 22 years ago. Because and, their, and then again, and then yeah. they decided to clean it up. And, and then they cleaned it up. And then they, they put together a process that works. And, and part of that meant cleaning up mail-in ballots. Part of that meant, you know, really focusing on having this act as a well-oiled machine in order to get results in. And Florida became a model for the nation after being ridiculed, uh, you know, for a decade. Yeah. It, it man... I knew this would be an entertaining day as far as just the different stories coming out, analysis, all of that stuff. But there were some things you just didn't see coming. And I'm reminded a while back some different people were saying, you know, the satire site, the Babylon Bee, that, hey, uh, sometimes that fools people. that that It's fake news. Snopes has to go after the Babylon Bee. And we all said that's ridiculous. Obviously, it's satire. But then I look at the Babylon Bee headline today that says, Nation unsure whether to support party that runs brain damage candidates or party that loses to brain damage candidates. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, there, you well, know, yeah. there yeah. is a lot of truth yes, to that. Yes, there is. Yeah. So in, in, in Maricopa, Arizona, by the way, uh, about 7% or 17,000 ballots, which is a big deal if you've got such a narrow race, especially in the governor's race. Uh, they are placed in a drop box and haven't been counted due to printing errors. See, that's a problem, you know. How does this you, happen? You're, you're running low on toner there? I mean. How? Seriously. You, you could press the easy button. Staples will be on it. I don't, Dude, we're not talking about printing out stories for our preparation for this show right? when the ink's low. This no. is a freaking election, yeah. man. <laughs> how is that Don't possible? you run down the list of possible things that could happen to screw it up? I mean, wouldn't running out of ink be one of them? Yeah, dude, David, that's like you and news. Okay, and you got your recorder out there. All right. Oh, sorry, boss. Battery went dead. You don't have backups? (laughs) Are you joking me? You know what? Of course you do. You're prepared for the situation. Send an intern running down to Staples? You know what? That, That actually did happen to me once. It was after the Cardinals won the World Series in 2011. And I interviewed David Freeze, who was like the hero of that series. You didn't have backup batteries? The batteries died. No! No! Dude! David Freeze of all people, yeah. too. Holy mackerel. Okay. Call him the next day. Could we do it again? Yeah, well, no, yeah, where I was standing there in person, and I'm just like talking to him. Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? Bubble, you know, going over the whole thing, and yeah. What did. What did your boss at the time say? Uh, it, it was sort of like, well, I'll always have extra batteries. It was one of those things like, would it have been cool to have it on the air? We weren't a sports station, so it would have been cool but to have it But this is when you were in Missouri, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. But it's it's one of those things. It wasn't heavily promoted. It wasn't like the upcoming interview, David Fries and David Van Camp. No, it, but yeah, it was it was it was more of a get your bleep together, dumbass kind of thing. 
All this time, I didn't know that story. Yeah. And you like recreated it, throwing your voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, just to remind you, sometimes it would just be fun to do something like the I Rangers, know. a strike away from winning it in both the ninth and tenth innings. Two strikes on Freeze, two strikes on Burton. Freeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. David Freeze, exclusive interview here with David Van Camp. What? Something oh, happened. I'm sorry, the battery went dead. Yeah. Whoops. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. Yeah. All right. That's on the back of his baseball card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robin, you ready for your top three of the day? Let's do this. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Robin's top three of the day, every day at this time, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. Who's another new senator from Pennsylvania? Casey Kasem. Is, isn't that that's, right? That's yes. next cycle. Okay. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> that's good. Yes. We voted, I'm ready. We All voted right. for an urn. <laughs> <laughs> and where do we start? Four. Uh, no. <laughs> no. We don't have no. three. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Three. <laughs> yes, I got it. Got it. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who used to be the uh, White House press secretary under uh, Donald Trump, uh, made history last night, actually. And, uh, wow, it doesn't really seem like this one's getting celebrated as a glass ceiling being broken. Right. I wanted to use this today Mm -hmm. because, I'll be honest with you, the coverage last night I was watching, I think I saw one cursory mention of this. Mm -hmm. Sarah Huckabee Sanders became the first female to ever hold the office of governor in the state of Arkansas. Yes. That's like a ticker tape parade, isn't it? Well, no. Isn't that glass everywhere, ladies? Isn't that glass? No. She has an R by her name. It's incredible. It's incredible. And by golly, I wanted to give her props today for that. Well, Kellyanne Conway, glass ceiling. Nah, no, not her. It's crazy. She's the governor of Arkansas. I know. Nothing. Yeah. But wasn't that the whole thing with... Um, I'm trying to remember. What was the actual title, David, for Kellyanne? She was the first woman to run a campaign that won the presidency. Yeah, to run a successful presidential campaign. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. No, no. This has happened with a lot of different women. Oh, yeah. I mean, Republican. It's, it's like I'm, I'm reading through, like, NPR and the like, where they're talking about historic wins. It's like, yeah. in this district in, uh, in Virginia, some lesbian chainsaw juggler with a lisp won, and that's the first ever. First. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. She won a governorship. As long as, long as they're Democrats, they get celebrated. Yeah. Okay. The Scott Robbins <laughs> trifecta is top three of the day. Okay. Yeah, right. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Yep. Two. Uh, former representative or soon-to-be former representative Adam Kinzinger, one of your favorites, Republican out of Illinois, but uh, he's gone all in on the January 6th was a bad that stuff. He wants you to know that Ron DeSantis' win in Florida doesn't mean much. This guy is a lunatic. This is another example of Donald Trump has broken people. He's broken. Uh, CNN said, hey, uh, thanks for joining us, Adam Kinzinger. Do you see Ron DeSantis as the future of the Republican Party? 
Kinsinger says, I don't. Really? DeSantis visit winning big was not necessarily a message that we saw that the rest of the country wants necessarily a Ron DeSantis type of person. What does that mean? That means that he doesn't think that Ron DeSantis is up for the task, I guess. Then who would be? Certainly not him. You know, getting to the point, man, who cares what that guy I has mean, to say about he, anything? He's a completely unserious person, number one. And number two, I will say this. If Adam Kinzinger doesn't like you, you're on the right track. D- yes. yes. You're on the right track. This guy, garbage. Yeah. Now, on with the countdown. Yep. And up to one. Uh, number one, uh, CNBC did a poll. That shows 73% of student loan debt uh, forgiveness recipients are going to spend their money on just good old-fashioned fun stuff. That's right. That's right. I mean, now that this election is over, time to regroup and rethink and re-strategize. But here is Joe. CNBC ran this poll. After student loan forgiveness. Now, should this ever happen, David? Will this ever happen, really? That's an open question. Yeah. I, I I honestly don't know. Well, people ask borrowers in a poll, so, hey, you guys are getting this money and forgiveness, and so this is great for your education. Well, we're not going to be paying into the savings, so we're going to take that savings, and we're going to go do some traveling and and dining out a lot and going to exotic places, stuff we've never had to do for before. So taxpayers, here, suck it. We knew this ahead of time. Of course we did. It was in the stats. That is going to go to a lot of people yeah. that actually didn't need but it. But to admit it, yeah. to openly just admit it and go, oh, okay, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not, it's, I'm well, going to go party. Well, yeah. the, the, the cruel irony is, I, I, for them, I mean, is that I don't know that the Biden administration will really fight for it all that hard in court. They got what they needed. They got, yep. they got people to come out and vote in the midterms. They got young people to come out and vote in the midterms. Mm-hmm. And so it really doesn't matter if they pay it back. Because never forget what they did in 2020. They promised, what was it? You're going to get uh, $2,000 checks if we win. If Raphael Warnock wins, you're getting a $2,000 check. And then it was like, well, here's a $1,200 check. You see, we gave you an $800 check a while back. And so if you you carry the one, now it's (laughs) $2,000. Remember that? They told you it was a total bait and switch. They lie all the time. (laughs) They do. I mean, you got to pay for this kid to go on vacation. You can't because you can't afford it, but they can. Yes. And Thank there you. you have it. And that is the Scott Robbins trifecta. They all suck. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible people. We're going to get through this. It's going to be all right. Golly. Okay. Set it still up for grabs. All right. Got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I just, I, I really just want to pose a question here. Okay. Uh, because the last three weeks or so, we've really heard some crazy things. I mean, you had Michael Beschloss, an informal advisor to the president, saying on MSNBC that if Republicans win, they will jail and conceivably kill your children. 
He actually said that. Yeah. Um, yes. Other people, right. There's a lot Ta- of freak talking out. about how, it, but but it was a very mixed bag last night. So I just don't know. I need an update. Did democracy survive? Is it dead? Is it somewhere in between, like John Fetterman? Hmm. I would guess I'm trying to crawl inside the mind of some of those people. I guess you would say it was saved. Is it? Maybe. Or maybe it's just kind of wandering around, shouting nonsensical things and getting startled by loud noises and bright lights. That's possible. Yeah, that's possible, too. Democracy is wandering around going, Eagles! Might be. Or I'm for fracking. I'm against fracking. I don't know. (laughs) What is fracking? (laughs) (laughs) I just need an update. I hope all the people who are saying that democracy will literally die... Or like like Jim Clyburn said, the world will end. I would like them to follow up on some of this stuff now. Where are we right now? That's a great question. And to be honest, I don't know exactly how to answer it because I can't get into the mind of those people. Um, we do know this. Senate is still up for grabs. Because yeah. right now, I mean, it's like a dead heat. And then after we know... Nevada, Arizona, Georgia's going to be a runoff, and then there's the four other states, right? Yeah, well, and, right? and in 2018, when they tried to do it, we went to 54 states. Because there's 54 <laughs> states, correct? Right. Maybe democracy is just like Joe Biden right now. <laughs> Lucid sometimes, but falls off his bike and up staircases. <laughs> yes, that might yeah. be. Well, right, right now, uh, it looks like it would be a surprise at this point if Nevada went blue, but we'll see. It's very close. The other thing I want to know is by the time we get to the next election, will the Democrats have done enough work to make sure that people of color are not hit hardest by airline fees? <laughs> Just curious by that. Look, too. folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair and they hit <laughs> marginalized Americans the hardest, especially low-income folks and people of color. <laughs> that's, that's part of the official Democratic Party 2024 platform. They'll vote on it, but I expect it'll pass. Uh, Legroom for black folk is what they want. You think about the desperation in the last few weeks. It's amazing that it wasn't <laughs> more of a win for the Republicans. It, well, it is. It really is. The opportunity was there. Uh, oh, we're be... still waiting for the returns from newer Mexico to come in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get to Nimrod. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. <laughs> All right. Nimrod's news. I don't know if you've seen the pictures. The TSA did tweet out a few. This woman flying from Fort Lauderdale to Haiti got caught in the airport trying to smuggle a gun through security by stuffing it inside an uncooked chicken. Okay. Anybody see any of the pictures? No. Yeah, they posted four shots of the gun being removed from the bird. And then, David, you'll love this. They had some fun with the wording in the post. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, they called it a personal foul. Okay. <laughs> they said it was a huge waste of time. No. And told no. other people not to wing it when traveling with firearms. Woman did not make her flight. White uh. meat, dark meat, or metal. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you know you are allowed to bring a whole uncooked chicken or turkey in your carry-on? Huh. No. 
You just learned something today. Wow. And that is Nimrod's in the news.